morning, everyone. We're getting ready to start. So those of you on Zoom can mute yourselves. Those of you in here can silence your phones and we'll be ready to go. I'm glad you put all that together. <laughs> all right, we're going to start this morning with the daily word, and the word for today is faith. The affirmation is faith heals, prospers, blesses, and sustains Sometimes I wish I had a way of looking into the future and knowing what to expect. But even though I cannot know how the future might unfold, I can still be prepared for it through the power of my faith. Having faith means I have unwavering fidelity to spiritual truth. My faith is my anchor, keeping me steady during shifting worldly circumstances and focus not on the things of the world, but on the power. My faith keeps me steadfast in the midst of uncertainty, inventive when met with stagnation, and adaptable when faced with changing circumstances. My soul illuminated by my belief that everything is working for good. I align with this truth and go forth blessed by my faith. And from 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Susan, I found an old family portrait of it. You should, you should like I can feel the rush of 
Yes. You have to turn on Zoomers for us to hear your own slideshow. We are living in the light of the Lord. There is nothing we can't do in one accord. For the power in us all is the Christ on whom we call. We're living in the light of the Lord. We are living in the light of the Lord. We're living in the light of the And this world will turn around when it's raised by all this time. We're living in the light of the Lord. Living in the light of the Lord And His love is all that we will afford Yes, all darkness will erase When we all extend God's grace We're living in the light of the Lord We are living in the light of the Lord We're living in the light of the Lord this world will turn around when it's raised by all this time. We're living in the light of the Lord. We're living in the light of the Lord. We must use our gentle ways, not a sword. For our feet are shod with peace as we bid all conflict cease. We're living in the light of the Lord. We are living in the light of the Lord. We're living in the light of the Lord. And this world will turn around when it's raised by all this time. We're living in the light of the Lord. This world will turn around when it's raised by all this time. We're living, living, living. In the light of the Lord. Hi, Fred. Hi. You're looking good. So are you. So are you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go say hi to everybody. Good. We don't hear your sound. We don't hear you, Audrey. There you are. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hi, Fred. How are you? Not too bad for an old guy. That's good. That's good to hear. 
got some much needed rain in North Carolina. Oh, We're Joanne shows me the magic unmute button. Oh, there you hey, are, Audrey. Hey, Steve. How are you? Oh, I'm echoing in the sanctuary now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to turn myself off pretty soon. All righty. Good to see you. To Good to see you. Thank you, Good Joanne. Yeah. Morning, Steve. Morning, Fred. Morning, morning. They are. Okay, it's time for announcements. Whoa. Uh, today, after our luncheon, that sounds fancy, doesn't it? Uh, there's a board meeting. You all are welcome to attend at 2 o'clock this afternoon at Bear Raven in Winlock. Grandfather Roy Wilson is holding his Sunday service, drumming, singing, storytelling. Uh, tonight, from 7 to 7.10, wherever you are, anywhere around the world. Of course, the time will be different if you're not here. But um, we're continuing with our <clears throat> meditation uh, to... And which uh, Joanne had on our opening slide. So 10 minutes every Sunday night at 7 p.m. our time here. That would be Pacific Standard Time. Um, next Sunday on the 19th, we're having our Thanksgiving feast after church. There is a sign up downstairs, so do sign up. Some people got carried away last week and signed up for many things, so you might relieve them of some of that if you're so inclined. Um, there is a sign up for candle lighting and reading on this door here so those of you who enter from the other side may not have seen it but um, just a week from last sunday as it begins and we have lots of ways for you to participate so check that out are there any other announcements anybody wants to write your board let us know if you're interested in being a board member let joanne know and it looks like we have another announcement. Well, I just wanted to share. We have this lovely card. They came in the mail. And dear friends, thank you for your blessings. Have a wonder-filled Thanksgiving and Christmas. Love and peace, John Lincoln. Sharon. Thank you. Okay, well then, that's the end of our announcements. We're ready to say our unity statement together. Unity statement together. <laughs> okay. So, let's say this together, please. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And now our song of joy is Be One with the One. Be with one.
fortune are yours to be Trusting the Spirit within you'll see Christ of your being, all truth revealing One with the one in all you do Be one with the one, yes one with the one Abundant life will follow you One with the one resides in you give up your fears dry all your tears one with the one in all you do be one with the one yes one with the one abundant life will follow you one with the one one with the one one with the one in all you dreams come true. Give with your heart, His love impart, one with the one in all you do. Be one with the one, yes, one with the one, abundant life will follow you. One with the one, one with the one, one with the one in all you love now is yours to give trusting this truth in all forgive give up his love give from above one with the one in all you the one yes one with the one abundant life will follow you one with the one one with the one got this kid in my house. The kid in my house has lots of questions. Um, and it's a really interesting prospect to try and answer questions of a spiritual sort, because it's to me an ever-growing process. And it's a constant lesson. So um, helping somebody find their way is really quite the adventure. So there's been a lot of talk of heaven in our house, because at the Catholic school, they talk about heaven a lot. And so I've had a lot of questions about heaven, and so I'm going to talk with you a little bit about heaven from the simple truth. It's not so simple, just so you know. <laughs> All right, so where's heaven? The wisdom. Take off your spacesuit. Heaven's not out there. Take a spaceship to the farthest reaches of the universe, and you'll never find a place called heaven. Why? Because heaven is not a place. It's a state of mind. So, heaven is in you. When you accept the fact that you are part of God, and when you live your life as if you really believe you are part of God, 
have it appears automatically. Think of it this way. When you do your best to let God be God in you, that's heaven. It was always right here waiting. You don't have to spend time looking for it. You don't have to go any place to find it. All it takes is the realization that wherever you are, God is. And that means, strange as it may sound, you live in heaven right now. Your awareness that heaven is inside you leads to your awareness that God sees with your eyes and hears with your ears. God's ideas flow through your mind. God uses your hands and expresses through your body. When your thoughts and words and actions spring from your higher sense and are the best you can make them, that's heaven. When by opening yourself to spirit, you turn on angry, an angry situation into a peaceful, loving one, that's heaven. When responding from your heart, you take the hand of a friend and let him or her know you care and understand that too is heaven. Heaven can be experienced in limitless ways and places. At any moment of any day, you can stop and ask yourself, am I remembering I am part of God and everyone else is too? Am I doing my best? Am I being my best? Am I seeing God's blessing here? Am I acting with love? If the answers are yes, look around, because you're in heaven. Thank you, Eileen. That was perfect. We'll ask you later what the little guy thought of that. Well, he's the one already told me, where is God? Because you know he doesn't live in the clouds, because I've been above the clouds, and there's nobody living there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, yeah. Our meditation song today is, Let Christ in You Be the Glory. Take your place with a blend 
together now. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time 
and in the perfect way. We will say the progressive Lord's Prayer, followed by the Alleluia. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will being done. I am on earth, even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life, even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. For I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God in eternal, immortal manifestation. All this I am. our licensed unity teacher from Olympia and she is going to talk today about creating a metaphysical demonstration plan and that sounds pretty exciting so let's hear it all right well I know uh, I know it's uh, November 12th but I did want to say happy Veterans Day I know we have several veterans uh, in, among us we have uh, family members of veterans as well. And um, because we also talk about appreciation in the month of November, I thought uh, it would be a good time to just share um, what do we appreciate about living in this country? I know sometimes it can be very easy to criticize the things that we don't like that maybe aren't working. I can say for me, I very much appreciate uh, being somewhere where I have the right to vote. I might not always like the choices, but I get to have a say in, uh, in uh, the outcome. I appreciate as a woman, I have a right here to drive, to own property, to have my own bank account, to choose my own name. These are some of the things I appreciate about this country. What do you appreciate about living here? Yeah, Eileen appreciates something and then uh, All right. So not government related, but I have driven across this country and back again, just the very beauty of the land. I okay. All right. Eileen says the beauty of this land. Thank you, Eileen. And Terry, you were going to say? Getting along with everybody. Okay. Yeah. Terry, you have such a good heart getting along with everyone. I really see that in you. Thank you. Thank you. Other things people appreciate about living here? Unity. Unity. I like, I like our, our 
our center here. Our unity center and the unity movement, yeah. To all of our veterans, my sincere thanks. We know that freedom is not free. Thank you for your service to our country and its people. Thank you for your sacrifices. And thank you to the families of veterans who also serve and sacrifice in the online. Amen, says Susan. I agree. All right. All right, let's see how I advance the slides. Oh, there we are. Okay. So we're going to start out today with an enlightenment quiz. Um, so for this quiz, you can keep your own score. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to share. Um, um, so you might want to keep track internally. How enlightened are you? Can you live without caffeine? Can you be cheerful, ignoring aches and pains? Can you resist complaining? Can you understand when your loved ones are too busy to give you any time? Can you take criticism and blame without resentment? Can you ignore a friend's limited education and never try to correct them? Can you resist treating a rich friend better than a poor friend? Can you face the world without lies and deceit? Can you conquer tension without medical help? Can you relax without liquor? Can you sleep without the aid of drugs? Can you honestly say that deep in your heart, you have no prejudice against any creed, color, religion, gender preference, or politics? When we answer yes to all these questions, we are at the same level of enlightenment as our dog. <laughs> this is a very enlightened being right here, chewing on the stem of a pumpkin. All right, so we are going to talk a little bit about enlightenment today as we talk about uh, demonstration, as Susan mentioned. This is from the book, The Heart-Centered Metaphysics by Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck. And um, you might remember that metaphysics is kind of a big word that literally means beyond the physical. In unity, metaphysics is sometimes used to refer to theology, talking about big questions like, what is God? What is humanity? What is our relationship with each other? And we bring a heart-centered perspective to all of these questions, where we also bring our whole selves, our love, our compassion, our courage, our oneness, uh, or if you're like me, our sense of humor, because it's good to laugh at things like enlightenment. Uh, so this is more than just a mental exercise. We want to bring our whole selves here. Uh, interestingly enough, this is the final chapter in the Heart-Centered Metaphysics book. I know we've been working on this for a really long time. Uh, and so now we're all about creating a metaphysical demonstration plan, which is pulling together a lot of the topics that we've talked about in previous chapters. And it's important to remember that when we talk about demonstration in unity, we're not talking about proving something to somebody else. So sometimes um, there can be some judgment, you know, um, 
looking at someone else and saying, well, they don't seem very enlightened because they have X, Y, and Z going on in their lives. And this is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about judging others uh, based on appearances. We're not talking about proving to others based on our appearances. So what are we talking about? Our Unity co-founder, Charles Fillmore, in the book, The Revealing Word, defined demonstration as a spiritual realization. And I love this because a spiritual realization is between us and God. It's between us and the divine. We know where our spirituality is and where our consciousness is. And it's all about the inner work. So it's all about that enlightenment experience. Um, and then a demonstration can also be the proving of truth principles in one's body or affairs. So there may be times that there's a manifestation in the outer, um, and there may not be, and that's okay, because we know that um, for sustained uh, work in the outer, there is often a requirement for an inner change. And what we're looking at is that inner experience or that enlightenment experience. And I, uh, I think jokes about enlightenment are kind of funny. That's, that's why I started with that funky little quiz. Um, because, um, because I don't, for me, I don't see enlightenment as like, we're going to get there and then we're done. Like, I think we all probably have moments of enlightenment, moments of being as, um, as wise as perhaps our dogs or our cats. And then life interferes and then, um, then we're dealing with our human stuff again. So our unity basic principles remind us, though, that this demonstration experience, this enlightenment experience, is indeed possible because we know that God is all good everywhere present, including in each of us as humans and including in all human beings that we encounter, not just those in a unity service on a Sunday morning, but those people that we encounter out in the world, remembering the divine in each person, remembering that we consciously co-create with the thoughts we think, and that we remind ourselves of that divinity through prayer and meditation. And finally, I love this idea of a demonstration or enlightenment because we know that unity is more than going uh, to a Sunday service and um, after an hour saying, oh, that was nice, and then going back to our regular lives. This is about what are we doing with these ideas as we go forward? How are we taking this out into the world with us? And so that's where we get to this idea of demonstration. Also in the revealing word, Charles Fillmore lists out some demonstration steps. And I think there's a lot of ways to have a demonstration or a spiritual enlightenment. And this is one way that Charles mentions. He refers to this Bible verse, Matthew 21, chapter 21, verse 22. Whatever you ask for in prayer, with faith, you will receive. And you might have heard this formula before articulated as ask, believe, receive. I love this idea of asking with faith, because in unity, we define faith as remembering that the divine is in everything, everything everything. And I'll come back to that in a bit. Um, so uh, whatever we ask for in prayer with faith, we will receive. We've probably all heard this quote many times. When I was preparing for this talk, though, I started looking at the biblical passage where this quote came from. And like many Bible passages, it comes from kind of a weird little funky uh, story. And um, 
So I wanted to share that story with you um, because I think it's fascinating and I think it has a lot of bearing on our human and divine journey. So here's the story from Matthew 21. It's the story where Jesus curses the fig tree. Now, some of you may be familiar with this story, like what did this poor fig tree ever do to deserve being cursed by Jesus? Here we go. In the morning, when Jesus returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the side of the road, he went to it and found nothing on it at all but leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they were amazed, saying, how did the fig tree wither at once? Jesus answered them, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only will you do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. Whatever you ask for in prayer with faith, you will receive. All right. So kind of a funky little story, in my opinion. Um, we have a saying in our house, oops, almost had a computer, computer meltdown, I think we're good. Yeah. We have a saying in our house uh, that uh, this story reminded us of, um, uh, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hungry. So <laughs> Jesus was hungry, he was having a cranky moment, cursed the victory. <laughs> And I was like, well, what the heck does this have to do with manifestation or demonstration? So um, I like seeing what other people think because, um, because sometimes it helps me identify, do I agree with that idea or not? And so I went to unity.org and unity.org used to have a column on metaphysical Bible interpretation. And unity practices metaphysical Bible interpretation where we look at the stories of the Bible and we don't get super hung up on, did that story actually happen the way that it was written? Was Jesus really hangry that morning and just cursed the fig tree because it wasn't providing him what he needed? Well, maybe. And we look beyond the physical, beyond the surface. What's the deeper meaning of this story? What does it represent in my life? One of the great things about metaphysical Bible interpretation also is that it's very personal. So the meaning that a story has for me might be different than what it has for Susan or for Fred. And that's okay. We each get to come up with our own metaphysical meaning. And sometimes I like starting with other people's metaphysical meaning to help me figure out um, what things mean to me. So unity.org used to have this column called Interpret This. Uh, there was a minister named Reverend Ed Townley who sadly passed away during COVID, but he wrote several of the columns. And here's what he had to say about the story of Jesus cursing the fig tree. He said, what I love about this particular story, which is also found in the book of Mark, is the glimpse it gives us of a very human Jesus, knowing he has only a few days left of his earthly ministry. And he's anxious to complete his work and have his disciples leave with as much strength and awareness as possible. His treatment of the fig tree seems impatient and unfair, and it is. Jesus had achieved a full expression of the Christ, the divine nature that is his true identity and ours as well. And he was also fully human, susceptible to irritation, 
and impatience when he encountered impediments to his extremely important spiritual work. Whether the impediments came from judgmental Pharisees, from dense disciples, or an uncooperative fig tree. The important lesson lies in what he did with the situation. He turned it into a positive, into a powerful and pointed lesson to his disciples, and by extension to us as well. We have to realize, as we follow Jesus's path, that we are dealing with very strong energies indeed. Used for good to create the kingdom, they express infinite love and empowerment. And the creative power of the word is no less strong if we tie it to negative impulses and rash judgments. In essence, Jesus is saying this stuff really works, so be careful how you use it. When we allow Jesus to be less than perfect and no less clear and powerful a teacher because of it, then we give ourselves permission to imperfectly express the spiritual power that is our true identity and to learn and grow in the process. We go, Reverend Ed. So in other words, in my experience, sometimes we have to be what we don't want to be before we realize what we do want to be. So this all helped me as I was pondering the idea of enlightenment and demonstration. And I thought, okay, well, in my life, the key to demonstration is complaining. <laughs> you might be wondering, how is the key to demonstration complaining? Well, let me share. When I complain, I'm articulating what I don't want. However, if I look beneath the surface, if I practice some metaphysics and go a little deeper, I will see that in my complaint is the seed to what it is that I really do want, and sometimes even the path to get there. Now, it's important in my life, perhaps in yours, to also not get stuck in complaining, because then I might have an experience like causing the fig tree to wither away. I might have a destructive impact with what I say and do if I get stuck in complaining. Let me give you an example. In the world, we know right now that there's several places that have some ongoing violence occurring, the Ukraine, the Middle East, and it's easy to get caught into, oh, it isn't, isn't it terrible? And truly, it is terrible. And there's times that we might find ourselves participating in these, oh, isn't it terrible conversations where we just talk about how terrible it is. Or perhaps we get stuck in thinking about, oh, isn't it terrible? And we're just pondering the terribleness. And I believe that's a starting place that it's okay if at times we feel overwhelmed or saddened or angered by the violence. And it's an invitation and an opportunity to think about what can I do? What can I do? How can I respond? We already heard today a reminder that there's an ongoing opportunity for a peace vigil to hold peace in our consciousness. We might send money to organizations that are focusing on peace or focusing on humanity. We might hold peace in our hearts as we call to mind 
the Middle East or the, the Ukraine or areas that are subject to violence. We might look around our own lives and ask, where is there long-standing discord and disagreement in my life? How could I bring peace to my relationships and my situation? So we might have many ways that we can respond and that we can be part of expressing peace in this world and spreading peace through our love and through our actions. As we've been going through our Heart-Centered Metaphysics book, we've seen a, a variety of tools that can help us when we're making that demonstration or working towards that spiritual enlightenment. And these tools are by no means exhaustive. I've listed a bunch of them here on the slide. We see the 12 powers, we see prayer, meditation, affirmations. Um, there are billions of strategies. And I know probably there's some that you have in your mind and heart that you've applied in your lives. Any other spiritual tools that have helped you as you've been working on your own demonstration, working on your own enlightenment experiences? Any that come to mind right off the top of your head? Go ahead. Sure. Singing, absolutely singing, and sometimes even humming too. Sometimes it's not even about the words. Yeah, thank you, Sherry. And sorry, Tom. Um, going into the silence. Going into the silence, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one that I don't have up here, going into nature a lot of times. When we go into nature, it's um, a lot easier for us to remember our spiritual nature. Yeah, Terry. Learning to accept the still small words. Yeah, learning to accept the still small word that comes. Uh, so I think there's several steps involved. First, first, we have to be willing to listen to that still small word. And then uh, acceptance, working on that can be, can be a, I know it's been a challenge for me. Other, other practices people have. Just being willing. Being willing, yeah. Thank you, Eileen. So sometimes uh, for me, being willing means um, making time to sit in meditation. Making time to pray, connecting with my prayer partners. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, we know that there are an abundance of spiritual tools. We can even make up spiritual practices, uh, journaling, vision boarding, uh, like I mentioned earlier, humming, things that resonate with us, that help us in our spiritual journey, helping us remember, again, that we are more than our situation and circumstances helping us to take a deeper dive into the things that bother us and see where we can use them to bring forth more of that divinity within and express it more fully. I mentioned here earlier, um, we have our 12 powers on this slide as well. And remember Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore talked about 12 attributes of the divine that are in each of us as human beings, as expressions of the divine. And the power that we tend to recognize in November is the power of elimination or release. Sometimes it's also called uh, renunciation. And um, release is the ability to let go of what no longer serves us. Um, letting go of, of stuff that maybe cluttering our lives or our thoughts or our heart so that we can move into the new. Now, elimination may uh, involve physical things. We might eliminate junk food or there might be relationships that we need to release. Um, 
I think releasing ideas is what I've found to be most powerful in my life. And I wanted to tell you a story uh, that happened to me recently of uh, a release of ideas that led to uh, one brief moment of enlightenment for me. Um, so uh, for almost a year now, I've been looking for an opportunity for vocal training. I used to sing a lot as a kid, haven't so much as an adult, want to get back into it a little bit more. And um, coincidentally, in my neighborhood, there's a woman who has a singing business. And I know this because she has stickers on the side of her car advertising her business. And I've seen her driving around, and I've seen her stickers, and I've seen her flyers at the food co-op. And um, because of the name of her business, I had made an assumption that she only taught children. There's nobody around that I could get lessons from. Oh, I know there's that neighbor of mine, but I think she only teaches children. So I was having a conversation with my prayer partner, and um, I think um, sometimes, sometimes I laugh at how the divine works. Um, so my prayer partner and I were chatting, and uh, and I was saying, oh, and I'm really interested in like you know finding a vocal coach or a song uh, teacher or somebody to help me uh, sing more. And do you know anyone? And she said, well, maybe let me think about it. And um, I started explaining to her, yeah, there's this woman in my neighborhood, and I know she has some kind of a business like that, but I think she only teaches children. And I heard myself, and I stopped because I realized. I had made this assumption that she only taught children, and I had never actually researched that. And this is part of why I think the divine is funny, because here I am with my prayer partner, and I'm like, um, even without a prayer, this, <laughs> this um, answer kind of fell in my lap, which to me is kind of funny. Um, so after my prayer partner and I chatted, I went online and I looked up this woman's business, and she actually does teach adults. She teaches um, uh, individual classes, group classes, and she runs a women's singing group in Olympia. And so, so I thought, look at it, she happens to just live down the road from my house. So like I said, my little tiny moment of enlightenment, getting over my old thought, releasing, oh, I already know the answer to this, um, despite my lack of uh, actual research or questioning into, into, into what was available to me. This time of year, we are easily reminded of that ability that we all have to release and let go because we see it in nature all around us. We see the trees letting go of their leaves. Uh, I'm guessing um, other folks in this local area had a pretty big windstorm a couple nights ago. It seemed like all the trees in my yard released all their leaves all at once. And so we're reminded that releasing is part of our nature, part of our ability to um, tra traverse the ups and downs of this life, that we let go of what no longer serves us so that we can make room for the new. And so our affirmation is, I easily let go of what no longer serves me. I create space and energy for what is new. And I invite you to affirm that with me. I easily let go of what no longer serves me. I create space and energy for what is new. And um, I don't know about you, but I find this a very exciting time of year um, with, um, with the anticipation and the preparation for, uh, for a new beginning at some point. So um, as we 
um, work on our own spiritual practice, whatever it is that you are working to grow on or manifest or demonstrate in your life. I know that we all have an awareness of an abundance of spiritual tools, and I know that we practice those and think about those. And um, as we do so, especially in this month, I invite us all to look at, are there things for me to release, whether they're in my surroundings or in my in my thinking that help me as I'm doing my spiritual work, as I'm working to demonstrate what it is that's mine to demonstrate. Because as we remember from that very powerful story in Matthew, our thoughts and our intention are so powerful. And we can use those to destroy, like we see with the fig tree, or we can use them to create and to um, be the divine expression that we're hoping to be. Like, Elaine, like Eileen mentioned in, in the reading, we can use those to create that awareness of that heaven that we're in right now. And so I invite us now to um, settle in for a few moments of meditation on the idea of release, of letting go. So go ahead and just find a comfortable place in the way you're sitting and feel your feet on the floor and your back supported by the chair. And allow yourself to breathe in and out naturally. And in our mind's eye, let's go for a little bit of a nature walk. So I invite you to envision yourself walking down a wooded path during November. In the Pacific Northwest in November, it's a little wet and a lot of the leaves have fallen. And so you see the bare branches reaching across the sky or the branches with left. And you smell the fresh, crisp air and the rain and the scent of the leaves as they're decomposing on the ground. And as you feel your body moving down this path and you see all the beauty around you, the beauty of release, the beauty of the trees acknowledging the change of seasons, you call to mind your own life, knowing that it too has seasons, that you are always invited to release what no longer serves you, whether in the outer or the inner, and as you continue your journey down this path, I invite you to turn within and take a few moments of silence on that idea of release. I invite you to hear these words as the words of your own heart. I let go. I easily discern what no longer serves me. I set it aside. 
If I need to, I remind myself I can change my mind later and pick it back up. But for now, I let it go. I try out what it is to leave that behind. I know that as I release, I make space for the new. I make space for my good. And I am open and receptive right now to even greater good, to more ideas about spiritual practices I want to try, for that vision of what my enlightenment or my demonstration looks like. I listen to that still small voice. I open, knowing that my good is at hand. And for this ability to release and to make way for the new, we are so grateful. So, so Audrey, grateful. That's what we are for you and your teachings. And this has been a great series. And uh, I, I think I can speak for everyone and say we're excited to find out what comes next. So, yeah, thank you. And now it's time for our offering. And we want to thank everyone who's donated to Unity by mail. And you can continue to do that by sending your checks to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. You can also go on the website at unityofcentralia.net. Yeah. And thank you for all the other ways that you give of your time and talent. So let us say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Joanne? Oh. Let's say our blessings and thanks together. Mm -hmm. All right. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Thank you. And it's time for our healing prayer. If you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, you can mention them out loud or hold them quietly in your heart. 
we've already spoken today about the places in the world that um, are having difficulty where there is violence, where people have been displaced by war and natural disasters. Uh, we pray for the people of our community who struggle to meet basic human needs. And now for all of those that you mentioned, we will pray for Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Mm. And as, <coughs> uh, let us say the prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us, the love of God enfolds us, the power of God protects us, the presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And as we uh, stand and form our circle for the peace song, I'd like to thank the people who made today's service possible, Audrey, for your wonderful wrap-up and suggestions for us going forward, for Joanne for the slides, and Eileen for the reading, and Sherry for the singing, and Tom for the technical stuff, and all of you for being here. And for and anybody closest with the most. Oh yeah, closest with the most. And the eliminations better. <laughs> there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth, a peace that was meant to be with God as Creator. Family, all are we. Let us walk with each other in perfect harmony. Let peace begin with me. Let this be the moment now. With every step I take, let this be my joyous vow. To take each moment and live each moment in peace eternal. 
mine? Yes. Yeah. Got your name on it. Got your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>